Welcome to the Jason and Scott Show, your source for the latest news and trends in the e-commerce industry. Featuring host Jason Retail Geek Goldberg, Chief Commerce Strategy Officer and Publicist, and Scott Wingo, CEO of Get Spiffy and co-founder of Channel Advisor. Here are Jason and Scott. Welcome to the Jason and Scott Show. This episode is being recorded on Friday, February 22nd, 2019, live from the Etel West Trade Show here in not completely sunny Palm Desert. I'm your host, Jason Retail Geek Goldberg, and unfortunately, your co-host, Scott, is trapped on an airplane. So we are going to make a lot of fun of him and hopefully assign him some action items for after the show. Um... Long-time listeners of the show will know that if we were to make a word cloud of everything that we've said uh, in the 170-something episodes, Amazon would be the biggest word on that word cloud, and Alexa <laughs> would probably be third. I think Star Wars might slightly be oh, that's good to hear. Be, be ahead of Alexa. Yeah. Um, but uh, obviously, we talk about it a lot on the show, so a uh, guest we're super ha- happy to have on this week's show is uh, Dave Abitsky, who's the chief evangelist for Alexa at Amazon. Welcome to the show, Dave. Thanks for having me. Super happy to be here. Yeah. Uh, so I record a lot of these from my home studio, and the first thing I have to do is di- uh, mute all of my Alexa devices. Oh, yeah. I'm the same way. Yeah. So In this fact, is- uh, even when I'm on stage, if I'm keynoting or something, when I say her name, there's still that thread that goes through my head waiting for a response. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like you can't unlearn it now. Yeah. You know? And in your world, you could be like, oh, no, is something going wrong? If yeah, she- <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Dave, uh, for longtime listeners of the show, we always like to start by getting just a little background about the, the guest. Can you tell us a little bit about your background? Yeah, sure. I guess it depends on how far you want to go back. Um, I have your high school records of that. Yeah, matters. yeah, exactly. Um, so, man, I, I grew up in the uh, 80s in Commodore and this this vision of how – science fiction and technology was the future, right? So you mentioned Star Wars. Growing up on Star Wars and things like the black hole, right, and Star Trek and all of that, and I just, man, I wanted to be a part of it. And I remember speech technology, TTS, text-to-speech back then, uh, being able to do stuff like that. I had a, an Amiga. I was able to do that. And uh, I just I was like, man, when is this going to happen, Right. And uh, I started out in e- e-commerce, 96, 97, building um, commerce pipelines, co- actually competing against Amazon, which was just getting started at the time at this company called Micro Warehouse, Mac Warehouse. And uh, then I did web, the whole rise of the web, did a bunch of dot-com consulting, did an enterprise gig at a large pharmaceutical company. And uh, that was my, me trying management and realized it uh, wasn't my, my cup of tea. I just I – I love being – I love traveling, talking to people, and using new technology, which doesn't necessarily happen at large companies, right? And uh, around 2007, uh, hopped over to Microsoft, did a similar role to I have now, did a lot of stuff around games and mobile, and uh, worked on Windows Phone and uh, Xbox Connect, and then uh, joined Amazon, oh gosh, uh, 2013, helped out with the, uh, we were kicking off the Android app store that we have with the new Kindle Fire tablets, did that, launched Fire TV, a stint with Fire Phone, uh, and then I, uh, I'm super fortunate. I was employee one for Alexa skill marketing team around uh, 2014, and uh, now, I mean, it's, it's crazy where everything is now in 2019. Right? That's awesome. So, uh, yeah. Side note, listeners of the show will know that Scott and I are two of the four Alexa Fire owners, so you're welcome. Oh, that, thank you. Uh, uh, we I still have mine. 
I, we have ours too. We sometimes predict uh, it shall rise again. I'm not asking you to comment. The dynamic we'll, perspective stuff is still awesome. Yeah, there's there's some cool features. Uh, so that's going to be interesting to see. Uh, you have a rare job at Amazon. You mentioned yeah. liking to talk to people. I would argue the majority of Amazon employees are not encouraged to talk to outsiders. Yeah, I'm just um, I'm one of those rare birds where um, I'm a, a approved Alexa spokesperson, Amazon spokesperson. Um, I've been doing it for a long time, though. I've been in very much these community building, public facing, uh, you know, kind of marketing PR, working with marketing and PR roles. And there's always a need for that because, you know, I have this belief like large companies, we all have processes and there's so many things that if it falls out of that process, gets lost. And I've always looked at my job to be the person that's finding all those anecdotes because they're so important because a lot of times there are signs for things that need to change or that we missed or that we need to do better. And I've always, um, I love startup mentality. I'm fortunate Amazon is just this perpetual startup mentality. It's not for everyone, <laughs> but it's, it's scrappy, man. It is like, and that's, I love that. I love where things aren't defined. You've got to figure them out. They're tough problems. You're constantly inventing things. You've got to think about the customer problem and dive deep into stuff. And um, I've just been able to make a job out of that. You know, it's, it's funny. Because, it's funny you ask that. It, it's, I've gone on a couple podcasts the past few months, because that seems to be the big thing. Is like we how like guests to warm up with a couple of those farm system podcasts before they come here. So that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's like you got to start thinking about because you 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 I, you rarely because f- it's so all over the place. There's no defined. Like I went through this period where I was like, I'm old enough that all of my friends now are turning into CIOs, CTOs, or VPs, and I'm like, I'm doing this thing. What is this thing exactly? But I love it, and I would talk to them and be like are you crazy? What we do sucks. I would love to do what you do. You know? So it's like, just embrace what you're passionate about and get out there. And I like to look at it. Like if I saw a 12 year old me and he was asking me when all this tech was going to happen, I make it happen for him. (laughs) Keep him happy. I like it. I like yeah. it. I also like your Amiga roots. I actually worked for Commodore in the oh, 80s. Oh, man, we got to talk. Yeah, that that uh, text-to-speech uh, engine was called Sam. So yeah, Sam yeah. was the persona. Well, I still have the- it. I have, uh, I have a working Amiga fully 1000, a 2000. I have 600, 1200. I still... We'll, we'll talk. That's totally awesome. My Amiga 1000 predates Commodore, and it's actually in the, oh, wow. the Tech Museum in San Francisco. I don't. I have never been, but I, uh, I've always wanted to go. Very cool. Uh, there are a couple of the, those key engineers... Uh, one of them is at Google now, R.J. Michael. Yeah, yeah, I saw. Yep, yeah. yep. And uh, one of them, uh, Jim Meyer, who d- did all the hardware chips, is yeah. actually the the chief architect behind the Roku. Yeah. So it's yeah. fun fun seeing those guys continue yeah. to. And Dave Haney, I've seen him out in. Um, so where I am, because I'm near Philly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's still it's like in um, in like Wall Jersey. There's this tech thing, and he comes out there. Oh yeah, and people talk about um, I, I'm I'm forgetting his name, but he helped build a Amiga three thousand and four thousand and a couple of the bridge boards and things like that. He's out there too. Yeah, like a lot of people stayed in the area after Valley Forge after that all. Yeah. yeah, the the U.S. headquarters for Commodore was in Westchester, Pennsylvania. Yep. yep, I was based in San Diego, and so my boss never trusted that I was working because if you're in <laughs> Westchester in winter. Yep. You don't. The, you don't think the young kids in San Diego are doing anything? Yep. Uh, years later, I visited a, a client in Westchester, and I'm getting a, the address to their thing. It's the yep. old Commodore 
headquarters. Yeah, well, that's um, today that's in there. In it's their old QVC or uh, Home Shopping Network. It's, it's one of those owns that whole that campus whole now. Yeah. yeah. Jumping back to today's topic, now yeah. I, I appreciate the reminiscing. Uh, we can't look forward without looking back. Absolutely. You talked a little bit about your role. Um, love to hear just a little bit more about your current role. And is it is it mainly like developer focusing? Is it mainly like consumer uh, adoption focused? No, we hire teams that are on that now. I would say you can think of me as helping incubate new Alexa businesses. Um, so I've worked a lot with Alexa for business, um, helping them get started. Uh, a lot of what I do is helping brands nowadays too. What does it mean in this voice first world? How do you connect with your customers? Uh, how do you build better quality conversations? Things like that. So awesome. it's, it's new areas. Yeah. It's the nice thing about having such large teams is once I've done something and I can operationalize it, it's not something that I never need to do again. And I burn out. They used to call it as Bitsky burnout when I was growing <laughs> up where I'm always, it's funny. If you look at personality tests, like if you know anything about the five core traits, um, I have super high in enthusiasm and um, uh, open to new experiences and assertiveness, which basically means that even when I was a kid, I would get super excited about something. I'd make all my friends go and follow me and do that thing. And then six months later, I'd be excited about something else. And I'd be like, we all need to try this now, right? And so that just happens to be perfect at Amazon with all the different things that we're doing now uh, to be able to do that. That's awesome. A couple of quick things we want to get out of the way. Like, What's your personal wake word at home for your Alexa devices? Oh, it's always been Alexa. I I messed around with computer when it was out, but by then we already had a relationship with Alexa. Yeah. And it's interesting. Here's a little anecdote. So 2014 when I would talk about it uh, and I would talk to press and things, everybody would say the Amazon Echo. And then I noticed about six months in people would say Alexa. And that wasn't like anything from – people just started saying Alexa because you had – you could say Amazon. You could do – it was a smart speaker, right? Now when I talk to people, they say our Alexa. I don't know if you've picked up on that, which is super interesting because it's become part of the family. It's our Alexa, right? It's not Alexa. That's our Alexa. And she has her own way of knowing what we like, you know? Indeed, she does. Um, and I know we, we love all our children, but do you have a personal favorite uh, Alexa device? Oh, boy. Well, I love the new show at home. I would say there's three. I, I love the new show at home because it's, it's a super big screen, yeah. right? And that's the main one on my desk, if anyone's curious. I really love the spots. Uh, and that's what my kids have in their rooms. And I also have one uh, in the den because it, it looks like a clock. Yeah. You know, and it's just a perfect little little size. And then my third favorite is I have a I've had for years a Garmin Speak, which looks like a little tiny um, Echo Dot in my car. And that's how I listen to podcasts because I have a Honda and so I have Android Auto and I have CarPlay and I have all that. But what I find is just saying with voice to go ahead without having to hold down a button or doing anything and just pause, play the latest episode of. And then I mentioned this in the keynote today, but – you know, if you do a lot of travel and you're listening to podcasts and you're listening to audiobooks, there's sometimes where you're like, especially the stuff I listen, sometimes it gets deep and you're like, all right, my brain's shutting off. I just want to play a game. So I play games. I've played like Westworld and I played Skyrim and I played Jeopardy and a car. I think this, like, I'm a, I'm a huge gamer. So, right, I, I have my own gaming rig at home and I have consoles. I have Xbox One X and PS4 Pro and all that, right? So I'll never game in front of a TV. But I will when I'm in a car and if there's an Alexa skill available, I'm surprised how much I'm engaging with that stuff. So I think there's, you know, it's it's 
It's about the situation you're in, right? And, and continued conversation. It's fun. Context My kids join in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like it. I, I like all those devices. I have to say my new favorite, though, is the Billy Bass. Yes. Well, I if you look, uh, if you go on my Twitter, there's a link to it I, at reInvent. So that team, they were, they were going to launch that. And so at reInvent, I did a talk and I, I did the actual unveiling of the twerking Santa and bear, <laughs> yeah, <happy laughs> which is our Alexa gadgets uh, API. Now, what's really cool about that, think about that. I mean, that's a fun example, right? Yeah. Billy Bass and all that. But think about like a, even a little man with a flag. Um, if you need to take your medication, you just, and that's just a visual for somebody in the home. Like my parents are old to be able to see that they walk in and they see it. You can have a light, but there's all sorts of things you could do, right? Somebody could make a, maybe you're delivering a package. You can have a little guy carrying a package or something like that, right? It's just, it's integration with physical objects. I think it's pretty neat for yeah. notifications that way. The whole digital physical thing is going to continue to to be an amazing evolution. Yeah, yeah. Um, you alluded to your talk today. So your topic was how to talk to your customers in a voice-first world. Yes. Uh, can you give us a little bit of a recap um, about, like, what the what the topic was there and what you kind of Yeah, you know, it's, um, so an audience like this and with a 25-minute keynote, it's like, what do you talk about, right? And so for me, a lot of it's CTAs. And so I always break this down into three things. Um, is There's going to be people who have never heard this. There are going to be people that uh, have a relationship with Alexa already. And so uh, – and there may be people getting asked how do they do this. And so I always started off with what does the future look like? Because I'm constantly thinking about that. What does it look like five years you know, ahead? And that's why we, we look back, right? Um, so I start off with that, kind of paint what the future is. Make sure people know that this uh, Amazon is just part of that. That this whole voice first is huge. You need to think of it like the internet, even even bigger, right? It's the it's the interface for everything. It's the human technology relationship moving forward, and it makes everything accessible and simple. And so I make sure people understand that. And then I explain some of the core concepts because I think even for me when I start, I shouldn't say even for me because I'm stupid. Everybody should just assume for me. The first time I used this is I was like, oh, I've used voice control before. This stuff doesn't really work, right? And that's not what this is. This is understanding intention, something called natural language understanding. It's not TTS. It's not looking at phonemes and actually translating them into letters, right? It's different. Um, so getting people to understand that in ways that doesn't get to computer science and try to make myself look smart or anything like that, right? So understand um, in terms like that. And then – Third part of that is, okay, well, what can I do today and what have you learned? Because I get to, you know, a lot – I have this unique view of the field. When I talk to so many customers, I have access to so many teams at Amazon. I'm always thinking in this space. Uh, a lot of times when I meet with people, they just want – it used to freak me out. I was like, well, what can I have to offer? And they're like, Dave, your view of the field is immense. Just share with us some things, you know? And so that's what I try and do. As I learn new things and I talk to customers and we release new features based on that feedback, I include those in the keynote. So a lot of it is this is what customers are saying. This is how people are using it today. They could be using it differently a year from now. And this is what you need to be thinking about and starting to focus on. Fair enough. And so most of the listeners of this show are, are brands or retailers like awesome. for, for brands, yeah. like how should they be thinking about, like, is it a no-brainer that they should be building a branded skill? Is there a different, more nuanced way they should be thinking yeah, about it? So like, it, it, it? I always feel like I'm in uh, I'm Morpheus in the Matrix and laying my, my sci-fi show, right? Where I was like, what if I told you? <laughs> what if I told you you could talk to your customer every day 
in the moment where they are on their own terms. I would love that. That's an Alexa skill or a flash briefing or you know, you, on any platform. But that's what this is. It doesn't exist. It's always been a barrier. And so if that interests you, it's about what I like to call meeting your customer in the moment. Right? And it's, you know, growing up, we were talking about earlier, like I was growing up in Jersey. I had, you know, I worked jobs since I was, you know, gosh, like 10 with a paper route. But I remember one of my favorite jobs was working in a movie theater. And I can still tell you, I would have to say to people, would you like to upgrade that to a large popcorn and a large <laughs> soda f- for only 25 cents more? The big combo special, right? But it was that upsell in brick and mortar right there and it's in the moment. And that is completely different than an in-app purchase where you have to hit the side button or use your fingerprint or any of that kind of stuff, right? You've already enabled. It knows your voice. You can set up a pin. But it's seamless and nothing beats time, right? And that's what – that's for brands is something they need to think about is customer in the moment, having a conversation with them every day. And what would they say if they could talk to you today? <laughs> Most brands don't know other than the help desk tickets, right? And I've seen companies now where they are now looking at the Amazon skill reviews as part of their entire UX cycle to know what new features they need to be releasing because it's the easiest thing because people can just talk, you know? And so you need to be thinking about those things. And then lastly, what I tell them is what does your brand sound like? Right? I mean, for us, we're, you know, podcasters and listening, but like for me, I just, I love long form audio. I love conversation. I'm always thinking in those terms, but I find most brands, um, it's still very visual. Social is visual. Social is a bunch of images and video. And so what does it mean, um, do I use Alexa's voice? Do I use my own voice? Do I have create a new voice of the company, right? Like Jeopardy skills Alex Trebek that you hear, right? And then we, you know, based on feedback, we provide more and more voices. So you can generate through what we have a service in Amazon Web Services called Poly. So I can generate all sorts of voices if I need to do that. But that's another thing that they need to start thinking about. In the moment, what do I sound like? What are my customers asking for when they want to have? And, you know, it's early days, so it's uh, new uh, new customer acquisition um, is not going to be like what you think in mobile and web, right? It's early, like early mobile and web days. But, man, if you have an existing customer and they have a device and I've ordered something from you and I could just say reorder or when is that coming, (laughs) right or check on a status or even games like um destiny made a skill other games have made a skill where you can just say hey what's my friend's score right like you're just boom like that it's interacting again what i I was talking about is it's human technology that relationship together and that's really what it's enabling and that's to me there's a couple spaces where it's just huge and exciting business brands auto um hospitality It's interesting though, like, so the, there's certain brands that just like natively have this permission to have a daily conversation with a client because of the nature of the brand and the product or whatever. And it, it seems like it's a no brainer for them that they need to have a skill and be there. And it's a a way to have a, there's certainly some of that, like the early web days where it was like, I have a skill. And then you talk to the skills just about the company. I mean, I was building those websites for brands back in the early nineties. But if you're the weather channel or something like it, it would be foolish not to have have a skill there because again, there's people that are going to get up every day and want to know what the weather is and how to get dressed. Yeah. Uh, but the challenge I have a little bit with some skill, like it's just native to voice, 
We talk a lot about app fatigue on the phone, right? right? And if you're not one of the apps on the front page of the phone, you get forgotten pretty quickly. Yeah. And on voice, we don't even get the visual cue. So the problem is there could be 300 great skills that I've enabled on my Alexa uh, ecosystem. Yeah. If I don't have a daily reason to use them, I'm likely to forget a bunch of them exist. And so that, like, so some of the, like, I probably don't want a daily relationship with Charmin toilet paper. Right. Um, but... Charmin still is thinking about how, how our brand should evolve in a world in which right. voice is a super important interface. Right. Like, any advice for those? Kind, like, I feel like you're yeah. mostly going to interact with Charmin through the native uh, utterances on the on the yeah. Alexa platform. It's going to be about well, what's Amazon What's interesting shopping. is, like, um, why well, have a mobile app, too, right? Like, these are all – it doesn't change any of those questions. What it does change is what's the relationship of my customer, Right. The demographic of the customer shifts with voice. Yeah. You mean somebody has to understand. They have to have a smartphone. They have to know how to patch it. They have to know how to download your app, get the latest version of your app. If they're using a web browser, they still have to be able to patch the OS, own a computer, do all of those things. I mean some of these devices, you're talking like $5, $10, right? And yeah. it's always the latest version. There's never been a technology as a brand where your customer has the latest version of your experience at all times. Yeah. Right? Because even the web, I mean, man, I spent so many years with all the different web browser differences. There is not, I'm sorry, there is not one version of your, and anybody that's had a program client side knows that. And, you know, jQuery and other things have made things easier, but gosh, that is a, a nightmare. So um, it's that exit. Like my dad, he's, he, my mom still prints out emails for him. <laughs> right? He's never, which is funny, right? You're like, Dave, yeah. you've always been around computers. My dad, you know, he's a butcher, he's retired now. Uh, never touch a computer in his life. And when we're hanging out, he tells me about songs he pulled up and things he's talked to with Alexa. Yeah. And that's when the light bulb went off for me is I'm like, this is empowering, man. Like this is like anybody can do this stuff. And so maybe toilet paper isn't important for me at my age, but maybe it is for somebody else that needs to think about stuff there. Right. So it's, that's what you really need to think about is what's the demographic. If your customers, if any demographic had access to it, cause there's kids that are talking to everything now because they're used to Alexa, right? Yep, I hear from customers all the time. My kids shout at the radio when we're in rental cars or you know, they expect it to, to do things. So when that happens, right, that opens to me. That's new, new possibilities. And so you need to, to, to focus on those things and look at existing customers. What I like to tell people is if you get to the utility of speed, right, when nothing being speed, go look at your um, – mobile app and look at the top 10 things people are doing. What are they doing every day? They're probably doing that one thing every day because it's fastest on mobile. Yeah. So if you can make that faster, even if it's just checking on the status, even if it's just a reorder or maybe it's getting information, we've tried to do things to make it easier to have conversations. So we have the ability for you to say something like, um, I don't know, Alexa, how do I remove a grass stain? Now, I may not know what brand, but a, a brand can respond. Yeah. Right. Because that's how human beings think. Sure. We may not remember the full invocation or anything like that. Um, and so we've tried to do more and more of those things. Or Alexa, play a game, and I get some suggestions. But it's about what's unique about this is Alexa is going to learn about you. What do you, what do you like? You right. And what are what's getting reviewed well and things like that. So that's kind of I think to me, and this is going to sound crazy from a guy that's spent so many years building app stores across so many platforms. But to me, I don't see that 10, 15 years down the road. 
yeah. right? Because that puts all the onus on the human being. What I see 10, 15 years down the road is an AI that knows me intimately that's already out there and remembers things. So it can be like, hey, Dave, when we had a conversation a month ago about XYZ topic, I just found some information about that. Like that's what we want. We've never had that. And that's what voice is going to enable. Imagine trying to do that in a mobile app. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I feel like a lot of these things that we have to explicitly enable apps or skills or whatever, like yeah. become implicit, like APIs or capabilities yeah. that we just... I could always do it because for some reason computers, I just nerded out on them. I love them. Just even even like we were talking about Amigas, I would just spend hours like making my icons perfect and stuff. And it was fun. Yeah, yeah. And I used to get upset that I couldn't share that with people because it was such a joy to me. And people were like, ah, it's nerd, right? Like they just didn't like it. And so I knew that that was just inherently broken. If there's such that technical divide that something else has to be there, right? And this is it, man. This is the um, the big enabler. Yeah, right. yeah. Uh, side note, you mentioned the kids screaming at the Alexa. I feel it's funny. Like two things that come up in my news feed a lot lately right. are like advice for parents that we need to teach our kids to use politeness with our right. uh, our, our Alexa, dev- Alexa devices because there's some risk of uh, of us raising a less polite uh, culture because kids are used to <laughs> shouting commands at the at the devices and they respond. Yeah, my <laughs> and this offense. is a, and this is a Dave belief. This is an Amazon belief. But my belief has always been it starts with the family. Yeah. Well, it starts with the individual first. The family's the core, and then the family. Uh, leads up to the community, right? Because community is a bunch of families. And so regardless of what technology we've introduced, we've always had to set family rules. So when screens, when we first started getting iPads and and the Kindle Fire and things like that, we had to set rules around screen time. And some of those rules were you do homework first. You do not, you know, when we wake up on the weekend, the first thing I'm doing is not logging you into these things. Uh, when we eat dinner as a family, for us, everybody puts phones away, dad included, right? And so that isn't something that comes with the manual for that technology. It's something you decide as a family and then as a culture. Um, so voice for me absolutely was that because when we first got it, early days, I'd be playing music and my – so this is 2014. So, gosh, she was uh, six. And she would run into the room and say, Alexa, tell me a joke. And I'd be like, that's listening to music. So then we had to do family joke that said, you know, like, this is what's rude. This is not what's rude. And you can do stuff like um, we did hear from families. Um, so we enabled stuff like uh, follow-up mode. So if Alexa does something and you say thank you, she'll say you're welcome back. She recognizes all of those things. Or whisper. So if you have a little one at home and you can be like, Alexa, play a lullaby. like quiet, And she'll whisper back, yeah. which is very interesting the first time you hear it because it's so human to do that, you know? And uh, so you can enable whisper mode and things like that. Yeah, no, it's totally, totally cool. I, I feel like the other uh, parental thing that's happened is um, Amazon has completely wiped out the the – uh, female child's name Alexa. Like parents, <laughs> parents don't want to name their kid for you know fear of, of right. uh, triggering all those devices all over the world. Yeah. Uh, well, I do. I talk to uh, families that have uh, names that are similar, and they're all uh, Amazon or Echo. So in my yeah, in my family, I have a, a sister-in-law named Alexis, which is close enough. Yep. Um, and so we're a, we're an Echo family because we also yep. for work say Amazon too often. It's going to be the new left-handed, right? Exactly. <laughs> that that is exactly what it is. Uh, so I mentioned the other half of our listeners are retailers, mm-hmm. and the default position for a retailer is Alexa is the uh, evil. Um, 
front door of my competitor and I'm desperately rooting for any other artificial intelligence technology to win because when Alexa wins, it comes attached to my competitor's store. Are they – and if that's true, that's fair enough. Like, right. I mean, there's a lot of competitors in the world. Is that true or is there a way in which – like, is there a way in which Walmart should be thinking about how to leverage Alexa or are they right to – well, they they could completely make an Alexa scale yeah. to go through. It's it's open to everybody. Um, it's it's interesting because even and this is gonna you know you're like oh you're the Amazon guy. So even before I came to Amazon, I the reason I always used Amazon services um, was because they weren't locking into an ecosystem. I could use my Amazon Video on my Windows device, on my Android device, on my iPad. And I could get my Kindle book on a Kindle I had 10 years ago, or I could download it onto my phone. Audible, working across everything. So it was always – I always viewed Amazon – and it always depends on the space that you're in, right? So I always viewed Amazon as this innovative tech company and that, that was not locking in. It was all about giving the customer choice, right? And so for me, um, I've never looked at it as – what you're you're saying that's just a personal on an Amazon note from day one this has been open to everybody don't charge um, the idea has been that voice review is the next big disruption it's the human technology interface so it has to be everywhere so we're not going to be the ones to do that we've got to open it up to everybody right um, and so that's why you see in in like you and I we can make our own echo. And there's hardware specs to like how to look, and then you and I could go sell it on Amazon. Yeah, for five bucks. Yeah, yeah. And we could make it the the retail geek echo, yeah. right? And leverage all that that tech. And so it's that, but that benefits everybody because it's helping customers. It's helping push it forward. It's I view that though the people that are that would say something like that are the people that would say because I dealt with this years ago too. That would say that I'm not going to use HTML in the internet because Google and Microsoft owns it. And no, they don't own it. It's the way that human beings are going to talk. That's what this is. There's no single company. In fact, um, Jeff has, has said, and I completely agree with him, um, is that there's going to be hundreds of AIs in our life. Not just that. I mean, Alexa may be the one I want to use, right? But there's going to be all sorts of them. Um, and eventually we're going to want them all to, to talk to each other. Yeah. You know? And that's what this is. This isn't uh, – some smart speaker that you can order stuff on, although you can. This is a new way of human beings interacting with technology, and it's going to be in everything everywhere. Yeah. Well, if it follows the normal trend, like usually these technologies come about and they start out as like walled gardens where everyone wants like everything in their own ecosystem. So right. I, I go to CES every year for 30 years. Like My when, apologies. Yeah. It's, I, I did not say it as a matter of pride. Um, you know, the first year there's a voice interface for televisions. Everyone has invented their own voice interface, and it only works in right. their ecosystem. And they imagine you're going to buy all the devices in your home from just from LG or Samsung. Right. And you know, you walk that show three years later, and like, frankly, like this year, there's an Alexa and a Google logo oh, on yeah. every one of those devices, and it just it's customer it, it, choice. Yeah, yeah. And it makes it a better experience for the customer. Yeah. And it, all nothing's that, so. nothing's in a vacuum. All of our lives have multiple. Uh, yeah. endpoints, and we just want to simplify that. Yeah, you talked a little earlier, you're like, hey, if we looked at the uses on the phone, there's like certain things that would have way higher usage because they're just the yep. the low friction, best best things to do on the phone, and like there certainly is an analogous list for voice and for Alexa, right? And so yep. we've seen some of the surveys, and it's, you know, people overwhelmingly are going to use it to play music, to get information, you know, there's 
and you probably know the exact list. I'm making it up. Um, because we're a commerce show, like we always notice, like at the moment, commerce is pretty low on those lists. Like it does not appear that like the primary thing very many people are using their device for is to place orders for for stuff. And I'm just curious if you have a POV is. Like, is yeah, that just because uh, we're early in adoption, or is it never likely to be the dominant thing that we oh, do no, via voice, or what's your... It will be the dominant for everything, is my opinion. Okay. Um, but, I mean, I'm old enough to have heard people say that about the web and mobile as well. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's what you want, man. You want you want it to just... You want it in those early days where you're going to see it uptick and get in, because that's when you can build a really strong brand and really strong relationships. Um, it's early days, but there's nothing like in the moment. So I'll give you an example. If you follow like the thinking of like App Store, where you can buy like Jeopardy, you can buy extended. Um, you know, you can do more questions and things like that. We offer that. Yeah. You can do premium subscriptions. We buy the hardware, for God's sakes, the, oh, the button. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you can do, you know, so th- and I think people are familiar with that. But people weren't familiar with that in the beginning. I mean, I grew up, I'd buy, go to Electronics Boutique and buy a game, and that was it, man. Yeah. It wasn't like I was spending five bucks a week on a skin. I just paid one price, yeah. right? And so it's, it's funny what we can get used to. And so there's that model. But there's also – it integrates with Amazon Pay. So physical goods and things. Like I've started to see – like you guys have a podcast. Maybe you have somebody on the podcast that has a product. If you had an Alexa skill where people could listen to your podcast, right in the middle of it, you could say, you know, for 50% off, would you like to purchase this? And then you're, you're getting physical goods and you're getting part of that Amazon affiliate program and things like that, right? Yeah. Um, then you have other types of skills that look at it as an endpoint. So I do this. I uh, it's a it's a you know I don't do it all the time, but I, it's my it's my guilty pr- pleasure. I love the Domino's thin crust pizza. I've always have. Yeah, I think growing up in Jersey, I'm not judging. Yeah. yeah, and um, so if I'm when I'm not traveling, uh, we call it in my house Friday night party pop. I'll be like, all right, Friday night party pop, ordering. <laughs> and so all I do is say Alexa. Ask Domino's for my easy order. Boom! It's already got credit card. It's not going through Amazon. That's an existing customer relationship. Right, um, we have something that we call account linking, so you don't even have to go through Amazon or use Amazon Pay. You don't have to use login with Amazon. You can have your own existing customer relationship. They see a screen, just like on mobile, you yeah. know, login, OAuth, all those kind of things. So you could use any of those providers or your own. So it's an existing customer through a different endpoint. Yeah. And I'm surprised, even in my own life. Um, the use in that. And so I think this is my thought yeah. is that nothing as human beings, when it comes to technology and this is especially with purchasing beats speed. Yeah. That's why I think I shifted and most people shifted to mobile like because I don't want to go log on to my, well at the time it was a desktop and a laptop and patch and get to the browser and figure out is in the website and then using a mobile. I mean, it's common sense instead of even using the mobile I just say, Alexa, ask your brand to order my stuff, right? Yeah. So what does that look like when um, people start using that year after year after year? What does that look like in five years? What does that look like for people who maybe 
call, people that would call up a number to order stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have. I won't name uh, my in-laws. <laughs> she ever hears it, but she is huge uh, QVC, Home Shopping Network, yep, all yep. of those things. Um, calls a number, doesn't use the app, you know. And so, and she picked up an Alexa on her own, uh, and I and was telling me about all these skills. It was funny. This is when we were around uh, maybe a thousand skills, and now we're over eighty thousand. Yeah. And um, she, she was like, "I bought it to play the Eagles." She's a huge Eagles fan, yeah. and I was like, "All right, I'll tell you." And, a legitimate reason? Like, no, I already, I already pulled up every album. I, I know how to search by it. Like I, I've never had a relative, a family member ever just run with a new piece of technology. Have you? It's like you literally you go there over the holidays and you're patching stuff and yeah. you're training and maybe you're trying to reorder something, you order something new because what they have is so outdated. Sure. Right? That's not it's like it's an appliance. The hardware is the appliance. The the AI is getting smarter yeah. and smarter over time. So that I think is if you just naturally think about human behavior, right? And and how we act and if you make something easier and you give me incentives, um that's just naturally the way things are going to go, right? No, I, so I, I mean, I feel like there's two points in there I would totally agree with. There's uh, the, the experience and the product are going to get exponentially better because it just right. learns from everything it does, magically improves, and it's just better the next day versus like these, these products where you have to make one, go back to the drawing board, design version two, and you know, it's right. a much slower iteration. And for sure, I I have also in my life via in-laws seen the leapfrogging where like yeah. there's a bunch of these user interfaces that are so complicated my relatives are never going to learn them but they yeah. just leapfrog those interfaces yeah the laptop and the phone and now you know the voice they are they're totally capable of embracing um, the I do and I, I'll be honest I'm nervous about this opinion because uh, I, I've shared it a bunch of times and I uh, I have the whole deck of oh, no one's ever going to buy clothes on the internet. No one's ever right. going to buy a TV on the internet. And, like, almost any time you hear that, right. like, I'm preconditioned to know, guarantee that's going to be wrong. Um, <laughs> and so so voice commerce, I have a slightly nuanced guess. Um, I feel like there's a category of stuff that people probably aren't going to buy on the internet that are high consideration, uh, that require a bunch of complicated brand-specific attributes, right? Like, so I'm not likely to go, hey, Alexa, order a Lily Verbana leopard skin size medium uh, dress for two-day delivery. Here's my promo code, right? Like, I'll, I probably will never learn the vernacular to order a dress for the first time with all those custom words in it. Um, so, but that's, a, you know, just one chunk of commerce. Right. And so then everyone goes, okay, I see that, Jason, but I think... All of this, like, consumables and replenishment and order the peanut butter everyone's going to do uh, via voice. I get that response a lot. And I would even say the easiest stuff, I actually think Amazon's going to figure that out without voice. Like, I feel like you're just going to send me the Charmin toilet paper uh, and know I need it before I need it, right? And so Yeah, I, well, I, that's just making customer lives easier. Yeah, uh, well, yeah. no, which is a good thing. So, yeah. to me, voice is going to fit in this middle zone, which could be a huge chunk but I call it the Goldilocks zone, like stuff that's not too complicated to learn how to say and stuff that's not perfectly predictable what my consumption pattern is, right? And so to your point, like the pizza is a like a perfect example and the Starbucks yeah, yeah. and, hey, it's, I have family coming over, double my peanut butter order, all those kinds of things, like manicuring are my reoccurring see, stuff. I totally Super Bowl it. commercial with Harrison Ford and the yeah. dog ordering all the food. Um, so it's it's super interesting because it's, individual based like uh maybe this was two or three 
holiday seasons ago, we've released like what people ordered yeah. through Alexa. When people were ordering like huge stuff, like, like, thousands, what, like stuff I, that was like thousands of dollars. Um, wow. I think maybe something was an engine or a canoe. Um, just like everybody's different, you yeah, know? Yeah. Um, and it's also, I talked a little about this on my um, Wisdom for, with Friends podcast is as somebody who's been gaming for 30 years, it's, I, my favorite genre, and I still play, is massive multiplayer online games. Yeah, yeah. Right? But I see with my kids the Battle Royales, yeah. the Fortnites, right? And now the new one's Apex. Yeah. And there is a genuine general shift in those patterns with gaming, just like there is in how information is shared through social media. Yeah. Just like information, uh, the, and any parents who have teens know this, they FaceTime all the time. Yeah. There's there's the the visual seeing each other. I'm more comfortable with text. Yeah, the chatting. All right. So w- where's that? What? How easy is it for me to be in the middle of an Xbox game and or PS4 or whatever and say something like buy buy another skin, buy health up, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just because it's so natural to that generation, right? Oh, for sure. And there'll always be outliers. Yep. But if you take a look around. Just walking down the street, you see, you know, the pizza boxes, people holding it up horizontally. They're yep. talking into it now. They're talking to text. You know, all of those things occurring is a um, – there's a study of science called epigenetics where we, our behavior actually turns off and on genes. And so over time, as people get more and more used to that, the comfort level increases. That to me is the most important thing that has happened in voice in five years is there are people now, and I include myself as part of this, when I want to use a piece of technology, I try to talk to it. That's the first thing that goes through my mind. Sure. Or I try to ask Alexa or whatever yeah. else is around me. That didn't exist five years ago. Yeah. So that, to me, is what stuff gets ordered online. Because like you, you talked about, I remember, because I, I started out in e-commerce, like I was talking about, yeah. and this uh, Mac warehouse, Microsoft, it's some of those, you know, there were $5,000, $6,000, and then there were servers and stuff. And so are people going to order that? Cause, or they want to talk to somebody and yeah. have them walk it through. It's a comfort level. Sure. You know? And so I never – I think it's going to be different. I think it's going to fall down into – and I think you're going to be surprised. I think people will be surprised where the engagement is. Like this is one of the things I talked about in the keynote is um, I had a picture up of both a – a younger gentleman and an older gentleman. And I said, I pointed to the older gentleman. I said, that may be your biggest future customer. It's not somebody you're targeting today, but engagement is there. Right. And so I think, you know, uh, those people have never had a chance because technology is, I think about like, what if I parents had an opportunity to just order stuff. Yeah. With like, their voice. Yeah, is voice the thing that lowers the friction enough yeah. that they can finally do it? And because we, yeah. we're basing all the data, we're basing all the data on a certain generation of people who were familiar with technology or who ramped up, right? right. And you can, and and so I think all that's going to change over time. Yeah. No, I totally buy that. There's tons of funny videos on YouTube of the toddlers that get handed a magazine and they're like trying to swipe the magazine. Oh yeah, my kids uh, were like that when because, they were young. Yeah, yeah. A, a magazine's just an iPad that's broken to a toddler, right? Yeah. And there's this uh, clip I use in a lot of decks, like you may you may need to steal this, but um, they're, one of the original Star Trek movies, they like go back in time. Oh, Scotty, yeah, yeah computer. And it's Scotty yep. talking to the I've computer. I've talked about that, yeah, yeah that was sure. my favorite, yeah. Um, it's an old Mac. 
Yeah, yeah. He just assumed, like, of course, like, it'd be a speech computer. interface to the computer. computer. And then when he finds out, he has to use the, ma- the keyboard. How it's quaint. how quaint. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I do uh, – I'm curious, though, follow, like, you, you mentioned the uh, – speech interface to the phones mm-hmm. and you know that you walk around and you start to see that here and i definitely see more of that here than i used to in the yeah. in the pizza configuration that's our primary but, computing device as of for sure right now but go to asia and it, it's noticeable to me how more frequent it is yeah. and so that's like one of the my curiosities is like man i see uh people in shanghai like constantly talking to their phones and here it's a little bit like i would argue Depends. it's more natural to talk to a in a, an Alexa dot than it is to talk to a Google Android phone. It depends, man. Like, if I've got to go pick my teen up yep. and I see them all waiting, they're all... Talking on their... Okay. They're all on the yeah. devices, right? Yeah. Versus, like, if I'm hanging out at, you know, work or something like that. So it's... I think a lot of that's peer group uh, related. It could be uh, cultural, like you're, yeah. you're talking about there too. But it all goes down to learned behavior. And so you can't get to any of that voice congress stuff without vo- uh, learned behavior, comfort levels, things like that. Part of me, and this is just a hypothesis, I'm wondering if uh, China is just a little uh, earlier adopter of voice because um, – keyboard input of the simple Chinese is a little more painful uh, than right. than English. And so they've gone to voice sooner, but in the long run, like it's we're going to see for everybody. Trend, trend it's here. so low bandwidth. I have this problem where my brain thinks way faster than I can type. And I used to like be down on myself. I was like, I'm just a really horrible writer, <laughs> but I'm good at, at having conversation. Right. Um, and I don't mean that in an egocentric sure, sure. way at all. I, I mean, as, as I don't need to make fun of myself. I have a comfort level. It's natural. And um, so then I started doing uh, – I have uh, Office 365, yeah. and they uh, one of their new releases, they have uh, dictation. Yeah. And I've been using that in my Word docs, and I just – tons of – it looks like I'm writing 15 pages, but all I did was talk for an hour. Yeah. Because it's finally there. And that's um, – I met an author. Uh, he used to uh, – he was one of the, the, the co-creators of The Onion. It was at um, a digital summit I gave in uh, – gosh, now it sounds like I'm name-dropping. I'm just going to yeah. jump. But uh, I was impressed by who he was and that he had the same problem. Yeah. And he wrote this whole book. And he said to me, he was like, Dave, just he – sh- he basically did it on Siri on his phone. He had this app on his phone. Wow. And he wrote the whole book by talking to it. And so voice – you know, keyboard and typing and mouse and all that. It's so low bandwidth. Voice is higher bandwidth. When we get to thought, oh, yeah. we're going to be a little better. I'm going to be know, creeped out, start. but sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that that's actually a great pivot to our last question because we're coming out on time. Oh, okay. uh, but if, if folks jump in the time machine and go to this show five years from now yep. and catch, uh, you know, what we're all talking about, like, what yeah. do you think is going to surprise them the most? Like, what's going to be... Like the most surprising chain is is it is, uh, is there going to be an Alexa that plugs into our brain or what you know? <laughs> I oh gosh I have to I always go way out. Okay, you so go for further. me yeah I'm good with that. Well, I think the way that you can predict the future is to go way out and then you've got to pull it back because everything's done in milestones. So if I was going to say five years, I think what we'll start to see is that. The human isn't the major driver, right? Technology today is very what I would call event-driven. I have to initiate something as a human being. I'm looking for something as a human being. 
I've turned something, I've pushed a button, I've done all of those things. I think within five years, there are going to be AIs that know us well enough that it becomes a way to amplify ourselves. And what I mean by that is, and this has been proven, right, is that you have to have a conversation about a topic in order to learn how you feel about that topic, in order to defend your position. And to, this is why, you know, in groups that you can come up with better ideas because of that process. But if I have an AI that I can have a conversation with, it reminds me of like the Star Trek holodeck, right? You can go back and talk with Einstein and Newton and things like that. That's real. Um, when we get to that point, that what it unlocks in human potential is huge because my biggest problem is like my OneNote man is like 10,000 different entries, right? And yeah. I'm searching and, stuff, and it's all these thoughts I've had and I journal a lot and I think about things a lot. But I'm like I just wish my brain could access that better. And I think that's where we're going to head is there's going to be a digital self of me that's going to understand that and is going to be able to – interject on things like I'm working on an idea and it's like actually Dave five years ago you had a similar idea and by the way you were feeling this way around the time because I've also found in journaling that I go through very cyclical emotions based on other things which I wasn't I, I think self-awareness is very uh very key right and um not to get existential or anything like that, but I, I think that's what AI is going to allow everybody to get more self-aware of who they are and the type of questions they answer and, and everything versus just barfing opinions over everybody else and not listening, right? And it also allows um, – I think if, if we go out more than five years, it allows legacy. Imagine if 100 years from now, you know, my great, 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 you know, kids – could talk to me. I mean, that's the reason why I, I podcast so much is I know there's going to be the ability for an AI to go through how I respond in conversation and my thoughts and my experiences. And there already is some of those kind of experimental services you can say, um, and just be able to have a conversation with me, Yeah, you know, and that's going to tie us together. Humanity. We're going to realize, wow, we were feeling the same way that, you know, my great, great, great dad dealt with the same stuff I do, you know? And so I think that is what all of this is going to enable too. You know, and voice, I think voice is the beginning of it. It's, I like, that's why I like to say conversation and yeah. focus on human beings because I think voice is the start of it. I think we can, we can understand a little bit and we can speak a little bit, but we still can't see. We still don't know feelings. You know, there's so many other things, touch. There's so many other things we as human beings just inherently are great at. The ability to detect emotion in a face. Uh, I think when we go out 20, 30 years that that stuff will also come into play. And what does that mean, right? Um, yeah, visual commerce. You, just you got look, it. Do you know that? And yeah, and then you got to be careful of the uncanny valley and things like that, where people sure. are getting freaked, where it's too human. Yeah, you know, it's, it's stuff like that. But um, yeah, I'm I'm excited. No, no, no. I, <laughs> I totally agree. I, I hope that uh, much of that comes to pass, and that's going to be a great place to leave it because I've burned through our allotted time. Uh, as always, if people have burning questions we didn't get to on the show, feel free to drop us a note on Facebook, and we'll continue the conversation there. If you enjoyed the show, we sure would love it if you'd jump on iTunes and give us that five-star review. Uh, David, if listeners want to um, connect with you or, or learn more about what you're up to, what's the – like, are you on uh, that my vanity? Yeah, my vanity URL is just the Dave Dev. So the Dave, D -E -V com, and that's my Twitter, LinkedIn, email, podcasts, everything. Awesome. Uh, if you're driving, don't write that down. Uh, we'll put it in the show <laughs> notes, and you can, you can click on it when you get to your destination. Uh, David, really appreciated talking to you. Thanks very much for taking the time.
Thank you for having me on. Enjoyed it. Yeah. Until next time, happy commercing. You've been listening to The Jason and Scott Show. For all the latest news and trends on e-commerce and shopper marketing, subscribe to us on iTunes or visit www.jasonandscott.com. 